officially welcome to Rollins Around Town. I'm Sam Stark. I serve as Vice President of External Relations and Communications here at Rollins. Rollins Around Town is a showcase of outstanding people who make dynamic and important contributions to the Rollins campus and throughout Central Florida. In either case, these are difference makers who help uplift the mission and brand of Rollins and who help make our region a special place to live, learn, and work. Today, I am delighted to welcome Ashley Van to the show. Ashley is the founder of the Victory Cup Initiative, a concept and event to promote the work of nonprofit organizations in the Central Florida community. With experience in wealth planning as an entrepreneur, and with an MBA from Emory University, she is a grounded yet professional philanthropist challenging the status quo around charitable giving while igniting and empowering a leader's desire to impact a mission they truly care about. Ashley lives here in Winter Park. She's the mother of three and has been married to Brian for 20 years. That in and of itself is a massive accomplishment. The Van family is passionate about four-legged friends. And they own and operate the dog boarding, training, and daycare facility Camp Canine in College Park. Eager to talk about all of this, Ashley, thanks for being with us and welcome to Rollins Around Town. Well, thank you for having me. This is truly an honor. I've lived in the Winter Park community my entire life. I grew up about a mile and a half away. So this really is a special moment for me. So thank you for having me. That's amazing. So... What, what what were you doing leading up to sort of what's the, what's the quick story, you know, between Emory MBA and getting here to Victory Cup and Camp Canine? Well, my career has always been in uh, financial planning. And once I started having children, I stayed home for several years and found myself volunteering everywhere. Mm-hmm. And at every project I took on, I, I seemed to be on the fundraising aspect of it. Um, and so one day my sweet but wise husband said, why don't you go get a job (laughs) that pays you for all that volunteer work? And so I did. And actually, my first position from being, from leaving the role of a stay-at-home mom was here at Rollins. I actually worked at the Crummer School for, um, at the Athena PowerLink program. I was the program manager there. And so that was really, a really, a huge blessing to get to work with entrepreneurial women all over Central Florida, and that program just invests in those leaders and provides um, a board of directors or an advisory council for business entrepreneurs. Um, so that was my first job, and then from there, um, I, I knew that I wanted to do what I had done in the wealth planning field for nonprofit organizations. So again, coming back to Rollins, I started taking classes at the Edith Bush Institute at the time, which was being run by Margaret Lenane. She quickly became a mentor of mine. And I would sit in those classes, and I would be surrounded by the most thoughtful, courageous, selfless, dedicated Central Florida business leaders. And I would listen to their stories, and I would hear their passion for putting others first. And I thought to myself, all of my friends Mm want to hear these stories. All of my business associates would love to hear these stories. Everyone I know wants to know what's really going on behind the scenes to care for our community's most vulnerable, but we're just all too busy. Right. So the what if started, and um, you know, what if we invited ten nonprofits to come um, and get together, and what if what if we taught them how to 
deliver succinct, efficient um, messages about the work that they were doing? And then what if we invited the business community to come and hear what was going on, but we didn't do an ask at the event? What if we raised money ahead of time and created a competition so that we were just asking the business leaders to come, to listen, and to vote, and to lend their business acumen for who was doing the best. Yeah, and hence the birth of the Victory Cup initiative. It's an amazing concept, and um, it has an incredible track record, um, some incredible organizations that have come and participated. Um, Rollins is often, if not always, the host, or at least the host venue, uh, which is kind of fun. Um, How long have you been doing it? And, I mean, can you... Can you talk about the impact that it's had, like some tangible impact that you know of for an organization or two? Sure. Um, Well, first, I would like to say that Rollins College has been a strategic partner from day one. Originally, we had the event at the Winter Park Community Center, and it was packed. It was sold out year one. And so uh, we were able to have an opportunity to meet with Grant Cornwell, and he said that we could have the event here on campus, which was a huge blessing so immediately we were able to invite four to five hundred business leaders to our event so that was a huge um, uh, blessing for us then we were introduced to the Bonner interns right so we've always um, not always but for several years we've had access to a Bonner intern and so just the thought leadership there that we were able to tap into was incredible and then we uh, were introduced to Mickey Meyer and her team and we've been incredibly well supported by the leaders that she's working alongside with. And over the last four years, we've had Peg Cornwell sit on our board of directors. And she's an incredibly strategic partner. And I think one of her greatest gifts is her focus on the strategy and the development of a healthy board of directors. And so she's been a huge thought partner there. We're helping us have... Um, a really strong board of directors in the nonprofit community. Everything is about leadership and communication. And so you've got to have a really strong, healthy board of directors to be successful. And so PEG has been a big part of that. So that's been, we're always leaning on Rollins. So thank you for everything that you've done for us in the past. We've, we've had eight victory cups. We, our ninth victory cup will be on February 1st, 2024. We're really excited to be at the Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center, where we're hoping to have 600 guests. It's <laughs> amazing. Join us. Um, over the last eight years, we have given away over two million dollars to 72 nonprofit organizations throughout Central Florida. We are very proud of the relationships that the nonprofit leaders have built amongst each other, and we really try to create platforms throughout the year for them to get together and collaborate and learn about different ways that they can be a champion for each other. We have an alumni network um, that's sponsored by Zimmerman Kaiser Sutcliffe. So we, we do programming for our 72 alumni throughout the year. Our next workshop is in October and it's going to be about uh, creating your annual fundraising plan. Amazing. We also have the youth initiative. And uh, after we had been doing this for a couple years, we we really kind of, I had a 14-year-old daughter, and I realized that almost every retail company on the planet is marketing to 14-year-old boys and girls. <laughs> so we thought it would be interesting to learn about 
what they're thinking about the community and how they feel about the nonprofit ecosystem and do they understand about this industry of complete service. So we launched the youth initiative and we've worked with seven different schools where we've invited middle school to high schoolers to create stories on behalf of the nonprofits that we're serving. And they've either made videos through their phone or most recently, the last two years, um, we've worked with the Geneva School and they have had student-wide assemblies where 10 students have gotten up to represent the 10 nonprofit finalists and they've actually pitched against each other. And then the school as a whole has voted to see right. who did the best job. And then we were able to award the winning nonprofit organization $2,500. Wow. And I think that's really cool for a 17-year-old to know that he had an impact by you know, giving $2,500 to the Down Syndrome Association of Central Florida or to Samaritan Village. So that's the youth initiative. And the youth initiative is so powerful, and it really is the legacy yeah. of of the Victory Cup. We're still trying to figure it out because if you have children, you know that there are so many things that are, are competing for our children's time. But the kids that we've, the students that we've had the privilege of working with have added a tremendous amount of value to our organization and we've learned a lot from them. I remember when the world shut down, um, <laughs> we had a student who had just completed his video out at Sunridge Middle School in Orange County Public School. And he had just completed his project on the Victim Service Center, which mm -hmm. is the only rape crisis center here in Central Florida. And I remember he called his teacher and he said, I'm so worried about the women and children who are quarantined in unsafe homes. Wow. That's amazing. So while we can't quantify that right. impact, that little boy, in my opinion, he's still little, he's going to do something really important. Um, this year we're working again with the Geneva School, and we're also working with Winter Park High School. Um, we're also working with um, Lake Highland has a business club, and they're actually evaluating some of the applications that we've gotten in um, to help us pick the, the top ten. So it's really neat when the kids come up with the ideas of how they want to serve and how they get involved. So like I said, it, it's still organic and it's still <laughs> ever-evolving, and we, we want to support the students, um, but we also want to hear in which direction they want. Amazing. I mean, the, the the impact scope is so broad and far reaching, and, I'm, and I would guess that it's far broader and greater than even you sort of imagine when you were having your what if moments. And that's incredibly uh, impressive. When you have these school partnerships, are they are they true one offs? In other words, you go to a school and say, help us with this or can, can we work together on that? And maybe that's more for the private schools. How about with Orange County public schools? Is there a uh, it sounds like you've done a little bit of work there. Is it system-wide or you sort of just gr growing into bigger and broader uh, with the whole school system? Like almost everything in business, it's who you know and <laughs> who you work with. Um, for several years, we had a member of Orange County Public School on our board of directors. So the first five schools we worked with were actually a part of the Orange County Public School system nice. because we had her on our board, and she was able to be an advocate for us. Like I said, we have to have someone in the administration who's excited about Victory Cup to lead it with the students. Yeah. And so if we find a partner within the school, we can, we can work to serve them and to make it work. That's fantastic. How are you, how are you funded? 
Well, we are funded uh, two different ways. Uh, we spend a lot of time building relationships with the people who attend our breakfast. And there are two things that we do. One, we want to award as much money as possible the day of our breakfast because that's just what gets people's attention. Sure. That's just early on the first year we raised $52,000 and we gave away $42,000. And it doesn't sound like a lot now, but in 2016, nobody was giving away $42,000. Right. The venture competitions, all of everything that was happening was for $5,000 or $10,000. So we were really excited about that. Um, again, we just kind of want to also let the Lord prick someone's heart and inspire them to be generous. And so the last two breakfasts, we've had um, men and women who've just been incredibly moved. And the last breakfast on March 2nd of this year, we were able to give away $786,000 to those 10 nonprofit organizations. Amazing. The year before that, uh, $696,000. And then the year before that, $52,000. So it wasn't really anything that we did. We just stick to our mission and just really let uh, the Lord move through people's hearts and just inspire them to be generous. That's, um, that's pretty amazing. Those are, those are massive numbers. I mean, those are that that's massive for a, for a, a nonprofit. Are the nonprofits? Can any nonprofit apply and, and and engage and try to be in the competition? And how does that happen? Well, currently, we invite nonprofits who reside in Orange, Osceola, Seminole, and Brevard County to apply for the Victory Cup. They also have to have a a reviewed profile with the Central Florida Foundation. We are a small operation, and um, the Central Florida Foundation has an incredible tool um, called the Donor Profile that is a comprehensive, strategic um, tool for nonprofits to um, really build their capacity and to share with the greater community and and the country and other donors from really all over the country the work that they're doing. You know, one of the the goals of the Victory Cup is for you to come and listen to 10 10 causes, 10 movements that are happening in your community. And for you to be able to say, you know, nine of them were great, Mm -hmm. but there was that one that really resonated with me. There was that one person on the stage who was telling my story. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I've always been wondering about that or that happened to me. I didn't know there were other people in this community who were going through what I was going through. And so... um, it's really about raising awareness for the work that's going on. I mean, the money, the money is a huge blessing, right? And again, we 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 strive to give away as much as we can to it to get attention. Mm-hmm. But we're community builders, and that's a lost art that a lot of people aren't focusing on. And that's what we're focusing on: how to build community among the nonprofit leaders, how to build community within the nonprofits, and the business sector, just so we can start having, you know, thoughtful conversations about how to make Central Florida better. But it's a pretty awesome place right now. <laughs> it's a pretty awesome place, uh, and you're an important part of it. How do you, how do you um, uphold your longevity and sustainability? In other words, it's, are you kind of fundraising on a year-to-year basis, and what happens if and when there's a shiny or new nonprofit doing something great that has a calling to, to donors? Um, how, how, how does that sort of weigh on you on a, on a daily basis or year-to-year basis as, as you and your board look at your, your budget and your funding? Well, there's a great book by David Brooks called The Second Mountain, 
And I think that's really where we find investors for the Victory Cup initiative. We have a program that's called the SPARK program that one of our board members created. And this is a way to invest in the sustainability and the growth of Victory Cup. And most business leaders, entrepreneurs, they understand the ask that, you know, we are doing the Lord's work. We are, we're community builders. And so that we need to have a healthy balance sheet so that we can continue our programming and, and make strategic uh, planning throughout the community. And so with the SPARK program, with the SPARK program, we invite people to just support Victory Cup. We ask for a three-year commitment at $3,000 as a minimum. So you can either donate to invest in the leadership of Victory Cup and the longevity of Victory Cup because you like what we're doing and you want to be a part of it. And as a second mountain leader, you Mm -hmm. understand how important it is to give back. Or you can give because you love hearing the nonprofit stories and you want to just give directly to those nonprofits. You know, I've learned over the last two years, I've had the privilege of working with Tim Seneff over at the National Christian Foundation, that there are so many high-capacity givers in our community, and they want to give more, and they want to make an impact, but they don't know how, they don't know where, they don't know how to look at a nonprofit and how to evaluate the work that we're doing. So we see that as an important part of our work as well. That's a big deal. I mean, and that's a that's a big challenge. I, I suspect a lot of your success is driven by your board. How do you, how do you as a nonprofit find board members, uh, select board members, build a bench of board members? I think it's a question all nonprofits. You know, it's it's an important question. I think to all nonprofits. Now, Sam, that's the million-dollar question <laughs> for all nonprofits. Right. Um, and I love that question, and I think it's something for all nonprofit board members to be thinking about and not to be putting that on the executive director or not to be putting it on the development team. You know, um, for Ashley Van, <laughs> my personal goal every year at the Victory Cup is that each nonprofit will leave that breakfast with one to two brand new board members because an active, thoughtful, engaged board member can drastically change the trajectory of any nonprofit organization. On the flip side, everyone is valuable, and everyone that you know, that I know, that Madison knows, can add value to a nonprofit. Even if you were to say, I'm just going to come in and take notes for you at your board meeting. That's really valuable because everything we do is under a microscope. Right. You know, or if you say, I own um, a dry cleaning business, and so I'm going to give the executive director and three executives free dry cleaning throughout the year. That's a big deal. You know, <laughs> we're on limited salaries. Or if you own a printing company, you say, I'm going to give free printing to this nonprofit over the next year. Um, a lot of nonprofits just have different needs. So I think for the board, it's about – identifying exactly what the strategic needs of your, of your organization are, finding like-minded business professionals who are already operating in that lane so it's very easy for them to lend their business acumen to you, and then really putting being, um, when you're working with your board, making sure that you're giving them ideas about how they can help you. Mm-hmm. You should never leave a board member without two to three ideas that that you can go out and put into action to help move that mission further. So, um, I mean, I could talk about board board of directors, <laughs> and and we do we do have a quarterly uh, 
seminar on that, which is always incredibly well attended because all nonprofits are looking for, for great board members, and everybody in this community can be a valuable board member. Um, I mean, the business acumen in this community could solve every problem that we have right now. Yes, it could. <laughs> if only. If only. <laughs> if only. Um, how do you have a vision for Victory Cup beyond those four counties that you mentioned? I mean, this certainly feels like, and maybe it happens in other communities um, in, a, in a similar format or um, with similar organizational leadership somewhere. Do you, do you ever sit around and think about that? Like, can, can, Are you going nationwide anytime soon, Ashley, that we need to know about? You want to break some news here on Rollins Around Town? <laughs> I would love to break some news on <laughs> Rollins Around Town. And, I mean, and we're open to ideas. There's so many different things that we could do. Yeah. And so easily, not easily, but one, one strategy is to go into new markets. Do we go to Jacksonville? Do we go to Tampa? We have organizations that are reaching out to us and asking us, saying, hey, will you bring that to our community? That's one idea. Another idea is reaching out to um, our senior community and figuring out how we can get more retirees involved with nonprofits. So there's so much still that can be done here within our own community. Um, We're a very altruistic group. We're really focused on bringing out the best in in nonprofit leaders and building community. We want to kind of dive deeper into um, Victory Cup family and what does that look like for our our business partners to be able to bring their children to Victory Cup events or expanding the youth initiative or do we want to go deeper with the alumni initiative and really focus on uh, you know their executive directors or their development directors. I mean there's so many different things that we can do. So right now we're in the process of building out our next three to five year strategic plan about two and a half years ago, we had built out our three to five year plan, <laughs> and it was to get to a million dollars. And so we were able to get to $600,000 that year and $800,000 the year after that. So we feel like we've, we've done a lot, but now it's kind of time to go back to the drawing board. It's yeah. very painful. Yep. It's very slow moving. But the most important part is to make sure that everyone on our leadership team is weighing in, is listening, is excited. Um, or even mad, right? Because passion is good, good or bad. Right. And so, um, so we're really in a time of, of really focusing on what's next. And when we say what's next, we're thinking 2025 and beyond. Yep. How, how many staff, full-time staff members do you have? Well, I gl- I'm glad you asked that. As of August 23rd, I am the only full-time staff member. Okay. I've always been part-time Okay. this entire time. I've always been part-time, even though it's my baby. So I think about it 24-7. I also have the privilege of working with another um, woman in the community, Erin Zanotti. She is part-time. She's a true gift. And then we have um, a part-time social media person, a part-time bookkeeper. Yeah. Um, like most nonprofits, we're, we're kind of piecing together the dream team. Yeah, lean and mean. Mm-hmm. Do you have, I asked this for Rollins, specific guests, you know, what's your snap your fingers and make it happen wish for the Victory Cup? I obviously ask it for, you know, Rollins' guess about the college and the direction of the college or, or something related to, to the college, the business of the college. What, what, what might come to your mind? Snap your fingers and it's done and the Victory Cup is, has. I think the snap your fingers is that the community prioritizes nonprofit leaders. 
and that we really invest in the needs of the nonprofit community because healthy cities rely on nonprofit organizations to serve our community's most vulnerable. But the nonprofits don't operate in a vacuum. We have donors, we have our constituents, we have our volunteers. And so one, just awareness that the Victory Cup is really important because it's actually serving those leaders and a commitment to make the Victory Cup sustainable and to saying, I want to be a Spark member. I want to invest in the long-term leadership of the nonprofit ecosystem. And I'm going to, our family or our business or our group of friends, we're going we're gonna to support the Victory Cup and become a Spark member. Fantastic. like that. Is there one um, Victory Cup winner story you can share with us from a nonprofit? You shared a little bit about, it's asking, like, who's your favorite child? I know. Um, but, you know, you shared about the youth. And, and the young, the young man who was worried about the, the the victims during COVID, what what's one story of a of a nonprofit who who won the Victory Cup? Well, I do have lots of favorites, okay. and so I am going to have to touch on a couple if that's fair okay. enough. Um, and you did talk about impact, and so I do want to I do want to mention that for a minute. One thing is just like collaboration between the two nonprofits when. The Adult Literacy League had a client that got an interview the next morning, but the gentleman had been sleeping in his car and really needed a shower. So she was able to call her cohort at the sharing center and get this gentleman moved to the front of the shower line the next mm-hmm. morning so he could make it to his interview, right? It's impact like that that we'll never be able to quantify. Right. But then we had another nonprofit leader, Lachey Reeves, with Eight Cents in a Jar, who, because of many... Um, different issues within the nonprofit and personally and with her team members, she was going to pull out of the nonprofit. She was going to pull out of the Victory Cup several times, but she stayed in it and she ended up winning. Mm. Um, Her annual budget was $40,000 a year for the nonprofit. She ended up getting introduced to a grant partner in the audience where she won a $300,000 grant about eight months after the Victory Cup and all because that person was sitting in the audience, which is really exciting. And she talked about fiscal responsibility. And a really important part about her top topic was not that fiscal responsibility is important, because we all know that, mm-hmm. but about when are we teaching it to our children. So that was really powerful. I mean, I can go back to the first year where um, someone talked about an injustice for one is an injustice for all, where I had been quoting that forever. And then I just learned two years ago that was a Martin Luther King quote. Um, talked. We had it one year. We had a 24-year-old paraplegic on, on the stage who said, "There are hundreds of gyms in this town, but there isn't a gym, one gym for someone like me." Mm. Back to the Adult Literacy League. If you can't read, you can't fill out a job application. And so it's just about creating these moments where you're connecting um, one member of the audience to your cause, and they're inspired to take action. And then my last is one of my very favorite, which is Michael Bailey from the Coalition from the Homeless. Mm -hmm. And he was someone who had served in our military but struggled with PTSD and went on to battle alcoholism and addiction and found himself in and out of jail. And he said that he was feeling helpless, useless, and hopeless. Mm. But then one day he was standing at a convenience store and this gentleman was standing next to him that he'd gone to high school with and the gentleman was standing with his grandson. And Michael thought to himself, what would it be like if he could be with his children? So he decided he wanted to get help. 
And the only place that would take him was the Coalition for the Homeless. Mm. And within a few months, he was able to get sober. And then a few months after that, they gave him a home, his own home, a place to live. And then about a year after that, he got a job with the Coalition for the Homeless. And it had been eight years, and he had been showing up there every day. And he said, if I can do it, you can do it too. And that every day he wakes up and he's feeling useful, mm. helpful, and hopeful. Fantastic. I'm getting chills just yeah. thinking about yeah, I mean, that. But those are incredible, beautiful moments where there was a time when Michael Bailey had no idea that he was going to impact the world. Right. And and we continue to find platforms to promote all of these leaders so that they can continue to do that. Back to what I saw in the classes at the Edith Bush Institute, courageous, selfless, passionate leaders. Yeah, fantastic. How can people help? Um, I guess, number one, if you're a nonprofit listening and maybe don't know of it, you should. Um, and then same, if you're a community leader uh, and interested, just donor one time or multiple time donor, where, where do people go to learn more about you? I mean, we definitely love our website. We've worked very hard on it. We were able to partner with some of our, um, our board members through Corksicle, so they helped us create our, our website. It's an incredible resource. But um, our applications are actually tomorrow, or Friday is the deadline, so you have about 48 hours if you still want to apply uh, to the Victory Cup. We want to invite you to do that. Our application is very straightforward. One thing that we do that's very different is the Victory Cup initiative does not pick the 10 finalists we early on felt a huge burden about saying yes or no to anyone. So we invite the community in to be um, a part of the process. So it's called the Community Evaluator Selection Process. And we invite business leaders, so Madison and Sam, you might get an invitation (laughs) after this call, to um, once our application closes on Friday, um, on next week we'll do our due diligence, and then the following week we will send out an email to 164 business leaders in this community, and we will ask each business leader to evaluate five to six applications on our behalf. Wow. It's all done online. And our goal is that each nonprofit organization is evaluated by at least 10 business leaders. And then from there, this is all, um, you know, then it's all tallied all through the computer system, and then we get the final list, and mm. then we're able to pick the top ten. And that's another great way that um, the community is getting access to the work of the nonprofit organization. And everywhere we go, people are stopping me and stopping our team members and saying, I really hope the one I evaluated <laughs> makes it, or I read this one application, I have no idea what they do, I still don't get it, or... It's just a really exciting process. And then so what we find is we have these community champions all over right. who have a dog in the fight right. now. And so, so, so think about being a community evaluator for next year, for 2024. And then finally, come to the Victory Cup. The tickets are expensive. It's $500. We all can afford it. If that money is going directly, other than your breakfast, right. the money <laughs> is going 100% to those 10 nonprofit organizations. And so I, it, it, it will change your life. You will, you will walk away feeling informed, feeling so much pr- pride for Central Florida and what's happening. And hopefully you'll be inspired to start giving more and, and maybe find that one nonprofit that you want to get to know better and yeah. serve. What's the website address? Uh, www.victorycupinitiative.org. What I loved about the 164, by the way, is that a, a, a specific number for a reason or is that just... 
We're just really excited. We okay. got up to 164. Okay. We're, we're expecting was... over 100 applications. And so just to get the math right, um, we uh, we just had our breakfast, uh, I think, two weeks ago. But last year we had, um, I think maybe last year we had like 106 community evaluators. The year before we got had 80-something. And just real quick, what's neat is uh, we had one of our CEO partners he took his six applications back to his office. He picked four employees. They spent four hours wow. as a team Beautiful. going through them. And what I love the most from the CEO is he said, I learned so much about my team members. Right. You know, they laughed, they cried, they shared stories about each other that he had no idea. And there would have never been another opportunity for him to get that to know. Right. There's also a group of students at Lake Highland in their business club. They are a community evaluator oh, yeah. as a whole. So there, there are eight of them. They're going to be evaluating the application. So it's really exciting. What I love about it is that it makes it so pure. You know, you talked about it uh, earlier about you've gotten a lot in your life because you know people, and that's important. And certainly there's plenty of nonprofits who get grants because they know people, and that's great, and that's fine, and, and there's, there's a place for that. This uh, takes it to a whole other level of sort of, impartiality and purity and value and that that uh, that that just strikes me as something quite unique and uh, and and powerful um anything else you want to share about that i I really want to hear a little bit about camp canine if you got another (laughs) minute or two um but um anything else on the victory cup don't forget february 1st uh, of 2024 get a ticket uh i love that you're going to the dr phillips center that's just a that's a beautiful place and, and and the right place probably for an event like this uh, even though we love it having you here. Um, anything else on the Victory Cup? Um, well, you know, those nonprofit leaders, you know. Anyways, yeah, no, we're excited. So, yeah, thank you for, yeah, it's just, it's, I think we've touched a lot of the key points, and I, I do want to wish um, the best to the, to the finals that are selected this year, and just that Central Florida is excited to get to know them and to hear about the work that they're doing and to keep up the good fight. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about Camp Canine? Yeah, um, I, I will close with Camp Canine. Yes, yeah, please. it's very exciting for all those who are entrepreneurial spirited. Yeah, uh, that's what Camp Canine is. My husband worked in corporate sales. He uh, for twenty five years flew all over the country, and knew that he wanted to have his own business. And he's incredibly passionate about dogs, and so he went and got his MBA. And he wrote his final project was about launching a dog training boarding facility. And so during the pandemic, um, we took a third of our yard and put down turf and started inviting people to bring their puppies over. And he did puppy training and would keep the dogs for the day simultaneously while still working that corporate job. Right. And he did that for about six months and he just fell in love with it. And, you know, our family fell in love with it. Yeah. I work there. Our three children work there. Um, we did that for about six months, like I said, and then he was able to get a facility on, on in College Park. And so now we have a 6,000-square-foot indoor-outdoor facility, and um, it's Camp K-9, uh, daycare, boarding, and training. And it's really exciting because it's really um, – it's almost like another ministry because we just have so many great people who work there, and people who love dogs are really special people. And um, it's just been an exciting journey for our family. Our children picked the name. Uh, I, like I said, I have a 12-year-old, a 15-year-old, and a 17-year-old. And I would say they're, they're, the, I, they're our top employees. That's amazing. Uh, my wife is a serial dog uh, foster 
uh, mm. you know, and so we have foster dogs all the time, and um, we talk about it all the time, and just the, just think that that's such a great business to be in the four-legged care business you. like you all are in. Thank so you. it's really special. Congratulations, yeah. and uh, and keep that up. That's by the way one of my resume questions I, that I wish I could have is you know do you like dogs? Do you like Seinfeld? Do you like chocolate? And do you like dogs? And if your answer is no to any of those, I just don't think I really want to work with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, well, luckily, I like Seinfeld, I like chocolate, dark chocolate, and I love dogs. All right, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> you, um, in, in uh, with all of this, with all the Victory Cup and Camp Canine, you're also serving on the board of directors with the Heart of Orlando Young Life and the Young Men's Service League. So um, how do you fit that in, by the way? Well, I, I just think it's always important to remember that None of us got here alone. And I encourage people to always stop and think, who's someone that helped you get to where you are today? And how, how can you thank them in the next 24 hours? And so that comes back to serving on boards. The Heart of Orlando Young Life is an incredible organization that helps kids get to know Jesus in a really difficult time of life, middle school and high school. And we all need to be praying for our youth because they're really going through a lot and there's a lot of pressure on them and we're all treating them like adults, Mm -hmm. but they're children. And so I love the heart of Orlando uh, because they, everyone has a best friend in Jesus. And that's just personally what I believe as well. Um, The Young Men's Service League is a newer organization that has been brought to town. It's a national organization. It was brought by a woman named Erin Kelly And this is a group that promotes high school boys serving with their moms. Hmm. And so um, I'm in charge of finding speakers for Hmm. the moms. Uh, The moms meet once a month and the boys meet once a month. And then the boys are encouraged to serve at least 20 hours a year in different nonprofit organizations. Uh, For example, we took a group uh, Sunday night to the Ronald McDonald House and served dinner. And... I don't know if it was life-changing for the boys, but it was life-changing for me. I got to meet a mom there, and um, I was actually telling my son today, I'm still thinking about her and praying for her. And, nice. um, and so those are just really neat organizations that are really fostering to our children. Nice. If you ever want to bring them to a Rollins um, sporting event, you let us know, oh, and yes, uh, would great. love to host a group like that to Rollins. Um, Ashley Van, founder of uh, the Victory Cup Initiative, um, you are you're, you're changing lives, and it's incredibly uh, powerful and impressive. And um, I applaud you. And I know uh, the Rollins uh, stakeholders and colleagues who I work with, who have had a small hand in uh, your efforts, are so uh, grateful and appreciative and respectful of of what you're doing. So thanks for that. Keep it up. Um, others should get involved. And uh, thanks for being with us today on Rollins Around Town. Well, thank you so much. It's been an absolute honor. Thank you. Um, On air and um, online, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And um, subscribe to our podcast, Rollins Around Town, wherever you get your podcast. So with that, we thank uh, Ashley and uh, wish everyone a great day. Thanks.